Hello, it is me, Seth, the DM for Cheaper by the Dungeon, with not a bit, but a question. Connor, Jacob, and Adam, if you could be best friends with any of the cereal brand mascots, which would it pick? Or which would you, <laughs> yeah, which would, which one would you go with? Captain Crunch. Yeah. Really? Uh... <laughs> the captain? Yeah, man. He's got authority. He's got his own ship. He had a sweet video admiral, game. actually. That was in cereal boxes um, that I played all the time as a kid. You know. You know, if I'm just thinking like day-to-day life, I'm definitely picking that sugar crisp bear. No, I was going to pick the sugar crisp (laughs) bear. He's like, man, he's just so chill. You got to give me some of that sugar. Can't get enough of that sugar crisp. I think he was a criminal, though. I think technically he was a criminal. He was like a thief, right? Didn't he like steal it always from like the bank or something? And then there was that one commercial. He couldn't get enough. Remember that I, commercial that made it look like it was going to be a legit movie, and those kids were like hiding from him, and he's like, "Who are you expecting? Someone else?" Are you thinking Lucky Charms? No, is this is Sugar Crisp, that bear. And it was like, I don't remember oh. that at all. I, you know what? I'm <laughs> going to find it and send it to you guys. But I'll, yeah. But everyone listening to the podcast have to Google it. Man, no, yeah, he would like, like as much as the other mascots would be like really like fun for like adventure, like you know, standpoints. Like, you know, like, what, for the leprechaun, you know, I'll let Jacob say his first before I weigh in too much. Well, I was going to pick Lucky, just, I mean, if he's my friend, he's going to give me that gold. He's, he's going to give it to me. We're friends. Well, see, if I, what I, what I, th- what I figured from the, all the commercials with Lucky is like, that it's kind of like heroin. Like, you know, you're always just chasing the dragon. <laughs> like, he's always going to taunt you with the Lucky Charms. And every time you We're get close, he's just going to be like, yoink. What We're about Toucan? The bird. Two- yeah, that bird can't do anything but talk. Even parrots can talk. Yeah, but he's still pretty cool. It's like, you know, you have like a little bird friend. Well, he would eat all your cereal, actually. I'd choose Toucan Sam's nephews over him. You pick the toucan? <laughs> Just chilling with his <laughs> nephews. Oh, that'd be a pretty good time. Yeah, but no, definitely, I think Sugar Chris Bear from like day-to-day life, he'd just be chill. We'd just hang out. It'd be a good time. That's fine. That's I could pick Wait a the, minute. Flintstones, the Flintstones cereal and have a family that actually loves me. What about Tony? <laughs> Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> Tony the Tiger. Oh. I can't believe I didn't remember him. Honestly, I was waiting for somebody to say Tony, but honestly, he's he seems too perfect. I wouldn't. Nah, he he's always looked like the he worst. He doesn't seem. He doesn't seem totally sentient to me. It seems he can only say one thing. Where Lucky's proven great. to say many things, and I think he had the capacity to share his gold with me. Yeah, man. And Tony the Tiger's all about like athletics and like actually going outdoors and like doing things and being yeah, physically active and i don't want him forcing me to like actually work out or anything like, i'm not about that life you no. know he's that guy <laughs> he's gonna be like hey adam you ever got have you gone to the gym yet today it's like shut up tony okay just let me eat my sugar-filled cereal and get off my case not great <laughs> oh what about the rapper in reese's puffs you know the the rapper that holds the chocolate oh, hell yeah <laughs> the reese's puffs nice. reese's puffs <laughs> oh man, I probably shouldn't continue. Also, get like copyrighted or something. Or I guess uh, like the Nest Quick Bunny might be pretty cool too. He seemed like a cool dude. Just kind of like, nobody, nobody's oh, yeah. going for Count like, Chocula. You guys this isn't about who is a cool dude. This is what benefits you. Well, yeah, no, I'm okay. saying that everyone else is either going to put me in danger or just taunt me with the cereal. So I'm going with the ones that'll be chill and would actually be like good friends to like hang out with. And I Lucky think like has gold. Gold. <laughs> he doesn't have gold. He's just got the charms. Think of the money. And it's just like, man, sitting on cash. 
Um, Look, I didn't think we would talk about this for like five minutes. (laughs) (laughs) This is okay. You know, we're hijacking the episode. This is turning into a full debate about these serial mascots. If any of you guys have ideas for bits or questions to ask the boys, send them to our Twitter, and I will ask them in future episodes. Hmm. Um, and please keep them serial related for now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> low, low key though, you know those French toasts. I know it doesn't have a ma- mascot, but you know the French toast. Um, you mean the cinnamon toast crunch? No, not those. It, it's like I forget. What, it's like an actual French toast. It's yeah, a little French mm, toast. Yeah, it was yeah. French toast crunch. It was, it, was, it was another yeah, one. Yeah, okay, French Toast Crunch. That is, like, so good, but they don't make them in Canada anymore. You I prefer think. that cool. to Cinnamon Toast Crunch? Hell yeah. No what? way. Come on, dude. Cinnamon no, Toast Crunch. I love the French Toast Crunch. Yeah. Well, yeah, you like, guys are not, brothers. Like, you probably grew up with it together. Um, yeah, well, we no, did. Like, but the thing is, it's a lot in Canada <laughs> which now. our taste buds are the same. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> what that is. any of our American fans can send me a box, I'd be eternally grateful. Um... Send one to Jacob, too, while you're at it. Connor, yeah. do you want one? Uh, I mean, like, I would take one, but I would probably be in Adam's camp for, like, the Cinnamon no, Toast I Crunch. No, I mean, I acknowledge the rule <laughs> of Cinnamon Toast Crunch. I, no, like, obvious, everyone knows, yes, that cereal dominates everything, but I gotta say, that French toast. No, that's <laughs> that's fair. I'll, I'll agree. I'll... taste that egg yolk in my mouth. <laughs> I was with you until that. Then yeah. uh, I'll walk away from that one. I like to okay. gargle on those. Uh, <laughs> gargle. <laughs> what a gross. The mental image of just a bunch of mini French toes bubbling in your mouth. Oh, okay. the weirdest it's like thing. Pop Rocks, but better. It's such yeah. a okay, we're a D&D podcast. <laughs> um, by the way, we get on tangents. Last time was Captain Marvel. Um, which I've D&D seen since edition then, podcast <laughs> cheaper by the dungeon with Connor. Say hi. Hi, Jacob. Hey, <laughs> and, <laughs> and Adam. Yo, what's going on? Respectively, Darian, Zippy, and Normandy. Cool. So uh, here we are, basically finale part one um, of the season, where Normandy uh, betrays everyone. Where Normandy takes off the mask. Dang it! I wasn't supposed to um, say that. Dang it. So, um, so we're here. So, brief recap of the last episode: you guys uh, managed to, you know, make a plan with Turi about how to make Calm the king. All of you are very worried about his safety, specifically since everyone in the city seems to be out to get Calm or kidnap or kill him or something to make Farron rise the sorcerer candidate, the next queen of Orem. You guys uh, stole some Golden Guard armor. And uh, are posing now as Calm's bodyguards. You took him and sneakily left the city and went back to Gilbert's mansion as your home base. And uh, met the Dragon Slayer mercenary that's been kind of overseeing the mansion and protecting it. Alexandre Dumas. And uh, uh-huh. Zippy reunited with everyone. With uh, Blackjack and Yogurt and Gilbert. And everyone was happy to see him. Um, and... So you all prepped for tomorrow, discussed some things, and went to sleep. Oh, and Beryl's and dead. Went, and Beryl's dead, yeah. Normandy killed Beryl. So no loose ends. Uh, when you were dreaming, though, you were in this white space, and you met Viso, the god of dreams. Uh, and he's this blue, wide, kind of tall body with no head, 
um, except when he revealed underneath his toga, he had this big face on his chest, like, like two eyes where his pecs would be and a big grin from like hip to hip um, and a nose, of course. But yeah, he had a f- face on his body and no head. Um, and he looked into Zippy's uh, dreams and, and his past and his memories and he was playing them uh, kind of like a movie. And he found out about your deal with Tori. Uh, and then he left to apparently go tell the other gods what was up. Um, so that is extremely bad for your deal uh, with Tori and everything. And, you know, something's going to go down. They're going to look soon, back at probably. this and laugh. You know, the gods are probably, they are probably joking about it right now. They're like, oh, man, thought we didn't know. <laughs> man. <laughs> Got him. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's where we ended. You guys woke up and that's where we are now. You guys are each awake in your individual beds and there's just slight rain drops tapping on the glass of each of your, of each of your room's windows. Um, it seems to be an overcast day today, uh, and it's just spitting rain right now, but you're all awake. What do you want to do? That's crappy weather for an election. <laughs> I jump up, remembering the dream. Like, do we remember the dream? Yep. I jump up and get dressed as fast as possible and pound on the wall beside me, which is either Darian or Zippy's bedroom. Uh, it would be Darian's, I believe. Okay. Do, 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 do. Hey, Darian, are you awake? And I keep getting dressed. Yeah, I am. I can't believe we slept all night. We need to we need to get everything to get together. We got to head into town for the election. Well, hold on. Here. Let, I'm, not, I'm not even in character. Well, hold on. Let, let's talk. And I I go into his room. And I and I Oh, I'm Zippy. naked. Stop. Oh my gosh. Oh, this is awkward. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. Well, you're just going to stand there cut out. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. You're making I, this more uncomfortable. I, I'll go get Zippy. I close the door and I go get Zippy. Do, 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 do. <laughs> I'm really gonna wait until I'm invited in. Do, 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 do. Oh, I can't tell if you're making walking sounds or knocking sounds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know with you. I'm really stamping my feet as I walk there. And when like, I get there, what does do 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 mean to me? <laughs> Sorry. Knock knock knock. Come in. I open the door slowly. You decent? Uh, I am. Okay. Zippy, how's it going? Good morning. Did you have... Oh, my God! <laughs> <laughs> Go put something on! Oh, sorry. What the hell? <laughs> Are you telling him to put something on? Yeah. <laughs> I guess I guess I was flustered, and I, I wasn't even paying attention. One sec. We all get I... dressed. Yeah. <laughs> I come out. Yeah, I come out ready to go. I think we all meet in the hallway for a quick powwow. Power wow away. Oh boy, guys, I, I think there's something really, really crazy gonna happen today. I just it's in the air, you know? Almost like we're leading up to some sort of Um I don't know. It's almost like a birthday. Like you're anticipating something and it could go bad, it could go good. I think it'll be a great day though. 
Does anyone else remember that dream? Did anyone else have the same dream as me where we saw Viso, Viso, uh, big blue guy, no head, face on his chest? Yeah, I've was... been getting so many dreams, I dis- just disregard them in anything that happens. Ugh. I don't know if you should do that on this one, Zip. That was definitely no ordinary dream. But honestly, I don't know if there's much we can do at this point. I think all we can really do is get Colm safely into town, and we're going to have to see this election through. And I think for the time being, don't mention anything to Turi. Okay. What about Gilbert? I think it's best to keep him out of this situation, too. All right. At this point, the only ones who really look guilty for the whole situation are us and Turi. So as long as uh, Gilbert has no other affiliation, we can help him plead ignorance to the whole thing. Yeah, or else we're we're up a paddle without a creek, you know? Exactly. Uh, I'm just going to... Okay, yeah, sure. Um, I love that expression. I'm going to use that later. That was was really good, uh, Zip. Oh, boy. I'm not sure if that's... Never mind. That's fine. Anyway, we need to get into the we need to get into town for the election because you know what I just realized? I have no idea what time the voting starts. And it looks like the sun's already come up behind some of the overcast. Ooh, good detail. How does anyone know anything without smartphones in this place? <laughs> yeah, what what's the weather going to be like in a couple hours? Hold on, I let me check know. the let me check the weather network. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, I forgot my phone. Um, oh. all right. <laughs> so did someone get comb? I'll go get comb. Yeah, let's let's get everyone together and let's he- let's head into town. I knock um, on his door. He's not in there. Actually, you hear voices uh, on the first floor. Uh, you can actually hear James, Gilbert, and Combe talking around the table in the kitchen. Okay. He's starting to have breakfast without us. Yeah, what the hell? So rude. We're all really miffed as we go downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what the hell, guys? Go downstairs. Gilbert's like, oh, uh, hello. We wanted to let you guys sleep in a little bit. I know um, what you guys were doing. You're getting all the good bacon without us. Mm, yes. <laughs> I'm eating it all. None for you, you little scamps. <laughs> Do you have I any think... of those kind of flat, round breakfast sausages? I actually prefer those. What? The, you like the, some raw? The, the flat, round breakfast sausage. Kind of looks like a pancake, but it's but it's sausage? No. What about, <laughs> what about, no. What about some French toast? Yes. <laughs> Actually, you can have a bowl of it right here. It's, put some milk on it. Do you have any Ooh. cinnamon toast crunch? No. Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> Only the French toast guy. Oh. That's canon in the world now. Only French toast crunch exists. No! I'm content. <laughs> Zippy's content. I could, I could die today. <laughs> <laughs> you just might. Um, okay. Um, yes, we have circle sausages. Here you go. Terry. Oh, wonderful. Thank you. Uh, what do you want for breakfast, Normandy? I'll have some uh, bacon and eggs. It's a good old classic. Coming. Uh, you know what? Sunny how, side up, please. How would you like your How would you like your eggs, Normandy? Uh, sunny side up to make up for the nasty weather out there. I only make them over hard, so <laughs> <laughs> uh, the worst. Could I get egg. um three of them raw, cracked in a glass? Ooh, pro- Rocky style. I can try, but I swear it'll come out hard still. <laughs> If you can do that to a raw egg, I'll be very impressed. I've got warm hands. 
It's a it's a uh, medical condition. My hands are clammy <laughs> all the time. James Halfork hands are cursed to be always very very warm. Um. Uh. But Calm looks at you guys and is like, "Uh, we should be heading out soon. The election will be probably in a few hours." Um. I'm excited, guys. Today is going to be a great day. Things are going to change. And I know Farron is weird right now, and I don't really get it, but uh, I I don't think she wants this. So that's even more motivation for me to win and become the king. So, Comb. I'm excited, though. Comb, I don't think it's... I think all of us would agree, and yourself included, that... You don't want to distract yourself with Farron today. Today is your day. Things are going to go great for you, and and you're going to really begin to change the city, and we all believe it. Yes. Yes. Got to follow my grandfather's footsteps. I was born for this, and we're going to make everybody happy with Turi's help. That's right. But, e- you know, even if Turi wasn't, you know, a part of the whole thing, you you got this, you know? Just no, Turi definitely needs to be a part of it. But he's he's the god of bliss. He's the one who can make it happen. Well, you know, I mean, play by ear. You know, that's what bards always say. Musicians, you know, kind of like find it and just kind of roll with it. You know what I'm saying? I suppose. Okay, cool. I'm just going to drop the bit. Mmm, uh, eggs. Um. Cool, mate. I think <laughs> you'd make a great king. Thank you, Zippy. You're welcome. <laughs> I, I'm I'm so glad I met you guys. And for saving me again, thank you. I I don't know where I'd be right now. You guys have opened my eyes to this opportunity, saved my life. I owe you so much. When I become king, a reward is coming your way, one hundred percent. That's sweet. <laughs> that sounds like an incredible red herring. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why. Uh, <laughs> um, no, definitely not. Um, are you guys done your breakfast? Are we good to go? Just let me just let me gargle this for a second. Oh. <laughs> 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 I'm Fred. I I could use me a, a bowl of French toast crunch too. The mine. Man, I hope we get sponsored. Um, oh, Gilbert, do you have any goat's milk? <laughs> Actually, that's just weird. Uh, Never mind. I don't I don't think so. It's cool. Just the just the regular pig's milk. Oh. Um or bugbear milk, I guess. Uh, yeah, no goat's milk. Um, Gilbert pulls you guys aside uh, before you're heading out. Colm's getting ready to leave. Um, and he turns to you guys and is like, Boys, I don't know what's going to go down today. We're just in the home stretch. Get this done. And we can look at that first grand treasure. Remember the deal. Remember why we're doing this. We need the clue to find out what to do with this piano key mm. to find the grand treasure. So let's let's make this happen. Let's make it happen. We've all right. We've, it's been all leading to this moment. We need we need a path forward, and this is the one. Go get it, boys. Teammate, woohoo! Teammate, woohoo! <laughs> Teammate, Teammate woo, woohoo! <laughs> Darian, uh, how about when this one's Darian? all wrapped up? I well, I said it before, but I'll say it again, teammate Wu. How about when this is all accomplished, we have a real motivated one. How does that sound? I like the sound of that. We'll get Marley and Paige in it too, when whenever 
everything's calmed down and we're safe and they can come back. Agreed. I don't know how Zippy feels about it, but we can deal with that later. I just want a cool hand sign like the smugs and clips, you know? The smugs. <laughs> You've heard of them. They're notorious throughout the land. One's on the west coast and one's on the east coast. Yeah, you think limbo's bad now. until... Oof. They are now. Uh, which one's on the west coast? The smugs. Yeah, that's this. This we're on the west coast, so that, the smugs are rampant in this. They they rivaled limbo. Yeah, don't forget um, the clips though. The clips are real scary. Yeah, don't forget the clips. <laughs> Alrighty, uh, let's get together and let's head into town. Blackjack and yogurt come in, and they're actually carrying the the golden guard armor that you guys had. Uh, and Blackjack's like, hey, boys, you might want to be wearing this if you're going to be, you know, bodyguarding it up. Yeah, real bodyguards. This makes you look official. Sweet. I'm not sure how you got this from my room, but I'll let that slide. <laughs> hey, we got soft bars. We can open any doors. Remember, we're rogues. Thieves. Yeah, real good thieves. I look at you when you're sleeping. That makes me very uncomfortable, but thank you for... Did you cl- at least clean the armor? Yeah, look. Spit. Spitting cloth. Oh, I can smell it. The best cleaning. Yeah, best cleaning material. Ugh. I've heard it is t- pretty shiny. I've heard the tabaxi spit is legendary when it comes to armor cleaning. All right. Oh, you better believe it. Let's uh, let's get suited up, boys, and let's head into town. I keep my pink shoes, you guys. Oh, and and your pink Adidas. Oh yeah, <laughs> Nike or whatever. Yeah, you can wear those. Um, so you guys don this heavy armor, and you get the the seventeen AC, like I mentioned. Nice. Um, but, you know, Zippy and Darian, you're a bit... Or, sorry, Zippy and Normandy, you're a bit slower when wearing it. Um, all right. You get with Calm, and you're ready to leave the mansion. You guys exit the mansion, and you're walking to your respective horses. Um, and on the top of the roof of the mansion, uh, you see Alexandre Dumas, the, the bullywug, um, <laughs> wearing, you know, the green kind of, like, musketeer outfit. Uh, and he's just like, have a good day. I will see you when you return. Keep everyone safe, Alexandre. Do you even have to ask? <laughs> he's a great guy. You know, you can tell he really he really takes ownership of the gig. That's great. If you see a dragon, let me know, though. I hate them. <laughs> um, <laughs> you guys get on your horses. Long face, cloppy hooves. Denmark and tea leaf. Uh, who's who's riding with Comb? Who's gonna let him ride? Doesn't he have his own I horse? Want Comb, I want he has Comb on my. Here. I want Comb on my horse though. <laughs> Comb has his own horse. He's got Peacebringer. We all have our own horses, don't we? That's true. Actually, yeah, you're right. Peacebringer's there. I think formation, my bad. I think formation should still be the same. I think Darren, you should take the lead because you're a ranger and very perceptive, and then the rest of us should kind of stay near Comb. Is that what all you right. want to do? Yeah, uh, I'm. I'm down for that. Um, all right. Yeah. Meat Shield Darian, that's what we call him. Oh, yeah. Meat Shield. I love meeting him. That's great. You guys are riding uh, into town, and the the countryside is very quiet. You know, it's still spitting rain a bit. It's not too bad, though, but uh, the clouds above you seem very, you know, gray. It's it's expansive. Um, And you are heading into Orem. You get to the, the gate, and there's two golden guards there. Um for this inner wall and they're like oh comb comb it's you oh good to see you uh good luck today we're rooting for you we're gonna vote for you and comb's just like thank you thank you guys uh to a new orum and they're like to a new orum 
and they raise their hands um, and they let you through. Um, going down the streets, people are wearing, you know, like kind of coverings and, and hoods and, and cloaks to, you know, protect from the spitting rain. Um, but everyone's kind of making their way slowly uh, to the center square where everything happens. Um, but as you're going, people are like cheering and they're and they're like making parting in the in the crowds to make way for your horses and everything. And they're like, calm, 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 the new king, the future king. And calm's just like waving and he's like, good to see you all. Thank you for your support. Um, and uh, you keep making your way uh, for it. Calm turns and mentions to you guys. He's he says, uh. I, I think we'll need to go to the, the castle quickly just to prepare beforehand um, for our entrance down to the to the center square. So let's make our way there. Sweet. Of course. I, I agree. All right. Uh, you guys cut your way through. Still people cheering and, like, loving calm. And, and people are like, kiss my baby! And he kisses one and, and, and all this stuff. Uh you make your way up the winding steps from the square to the castle. And uh, it seems busy. Lots of nobles are running back and forth. Um, and you don't get the same reception here as you did with the the, the people of Orem. Mm. Uh, a lot of them are kind of scowling and glaring at Colm, but still going about. Um, and you enter into the lobby, get off your horses, and go in. Um, and one of the nobles is like, Colm will bring you upstairs now um, to prepare the election and Colm's like thank you um uh can I bring the bodyguards and he's like yes of course you'll need them I suppose um and all of you make your way up uh everybody perception check real quick Ooh, baby that is an 11 from me 13 for not me. a great roll I got a nice seven. Oh my god actually zippy this is a hearing one so I should have said you get advantage I got a fourteen. Fourteen took me took me about another check, but once I lifted <laughs> my other ear, we all good. <laughs> fourteen, fourteen will do it. Zippy's the only one who hears this, uh, but there are some nobles discussing uh, to the side, and Zippy overhears them saying, um, "Why isn't anybody doing anything about the weather? Did anybody cast control control weather on on this thing? Like, we shouldn't have rain or anything for the election." And the other noble just says, well, some of the sorcerer family tried, but none of the spells are working on the sky. No, no one's being able to control the weather, but eh, we'll see what happens. It's not raining too hard, so it should be okay. Oh, my gosh. Flip. Um, <laughs> so, Zippy, you hear that. Uh, and you guys make your way up the stairs with Colm. Um, Is he leading the way? Colm's leading the way okay. with with the, the noble who's like kind of guiding you guys. Can we do like uh, a triangle needs... formation around him? Mm-hmm. Sure. I, I'm just I'm just scared for any like stray arrows or something that's gonna kill this freaking kid. Mm-hmm. I know we're so close. <laughs> um, <laughs> who wants to go in front? As you get to the, as you get to the I second can stay in floor. Front. Okay. Okay. Perfect. As you get to the second floor, you're walking, and uh, a servant comes up and is like, uh, "Comb, would you like some refreshments before uh, entering and changing clothes and everything?" Uh, we have wine or cheese or, or food. We brought water with us. He would not. He's underage for that wine. You should know better. <laughs> no, I believe the limit here, the age limit is 10. 
of alcohol. That sucks. Um, in the Bramble Patch, it's like 27. I've <laughs> 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 wow. been drinking this whole time. Um, uh, but no food? Nothing? Uh, he, he's fine. He needs to focus on the election. No, no food for him. What does Com- as you wish? What does Combs say when we when we start saying these things? Or what what does Com- he look was like? about to say yes, but then you guys were turning him down. So he's like, "I'll listen to my guards." Sorry, uh, your candidacy is just for your protection until you're elected. I understand. Thank you, boys. Um, I'm I'm a don't call me boy. Oh. <laughs> I forgot to mention, uh, Zippy, you are only wearing the helmet and the gloves, I believe, for the Golden Guard outfit. Yep, but you my, still get the same My bonus. armor class is still 17. Yeah, it's still 17. A, <laughs> I'm still a good. short little man. It's the helmet, yeah. man. The helmet does it all. It's the helmet. It covers basically 75% of your body. <laughs> um, you guys continue on, and you turn down into a door, and it's Colm's uh, room to get ready. Um. You can see further down, there seems to be, you know, sorcerer candidate people uh, and, um, you know, the the cleric line people as well for Bradley and Farron Rise's rooms. Uh, Colm's color is red. Uh, sorcerer candidate Farron Rise's is blue and uh, Bradley's is green. That's their colors for the day. So you go into the red room uh, and, you know, it's kind of like just a, prepa- a, a green room, basically. Uh, there's seats, but there's also this illustrious uh, royal robes, this kind of gown that he's supposed to wear um, as, a, as a nominee. So he goes in there and he's like, OK, I think I need to wear this. Uh, hopefully they got my size right. Wait, wait, uh, wait, wait. I, I would I want to I want to just make sure this I just want to protect you at all costs, your majesty. I want to use um detect poison or disease on this oh man <laughs> sick that's what adam thinks anyway okay go go ahead cast it i cast it nice um okay so after casting uh you start trying to sense any poison in the room you notice actually uh so the full outfit it's not only a gown but it's also like uh this kind of pseudo crown hat um that's that's red um it's kind of like a long cap a long snow cap it's it's basically think link's tunic but red um so that's kind of the outfit as well these long white and red laced robes but there's also shoes uh these kind of like sandals um and you notice there's a little bit of poison in the shoe. Come on. Uh, no specifically, way. there, as you take a closer look, there's a little prick in the heel pointing up uh, in the shoe. Mm. <laughs> there's something in this shoe, your majesty. Let me take a look. And I pick up the shoe and... Uh, can I safely take out the poison? I, I would like them to be able to still wear shoes. Yeah, you can you can kind of like if you take your your dagger, you can kind of like just carve it out while keeping the rest of the shoe intact. Um, you can tell it's a weak poison, uh, but it would still do obviously damage. Okay. Yeah, this uh, this right here would do some damage to you. <laughs> uh... <laughs> the mechanic. See this right here? There's some poison. It's class A. Uh, we're gonna have to quarantine this zone. <laughs> um, that's not enough though. I I also want to use detect magic on this. In this entire room as well. 
uh, used detect magic, and there is nothing magical in this room. Okay. Um, is the pigeon still with us? The seagull? Uh, no, it, it, it stu- uh, Stubby seagull. left uh, to go talk with uh, Bradley when you left. Oh, uh, right, 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 right. All right, uh, is there a window in the room? No. Ugh, okay, I throw the poison in the drawer or something. Were you going to feed it to Stubby? <laughs> no, I was going <laughs> to makeshift a little pouch room and make him hold it. Uh, wait, wait, wait. You, you yeah, know what? You, can can you we hold, hold on to that zip? Is that all right? It might be good for evidence this later. Is t- this is too dangerous. Well, but, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I open a vial and just put it in here. Okay, I'll put it in there. Bloop. Okay. You essentially have a poison dart, so you can add that to your uh, inventory, Norman. Yes! Cole, my, this is looking pretty bad already. <clears throat> I I would, I would, uh, if I was you, if you win this election, I would essentially clean house. Um, it, this is just too bad. There's too, there's so many people who are after you. I can't believe it's this bad. I'm going to have to overhaul this entire castle. I kind of whisper in a little bit of a lower voice to Darian, and I say, Darren, do you want me to go check on the other candidates for anything? No. Our priority is calm. I don't care what happens to the other ones right now. Okay. I'm saying it kind of quietly just to kind of look like super professional mm-hmm. secret service. I say, all right. And I kind of go back and stand near the door. We lost all professionalism when I wore this outfit. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's very true. Uh, Colm is a little shocked, though, and worried, and he's like, I, I know people want me dead. Certain people do, but do you think this was Limbo? Are they coming back for me? Whatever. It's Your guess, honestly, is as good as mine, uh, Sir, Sir King, but... Look, we're going to do everything we can to take care of you here. And uh, I got the spells to do it and uh, the courage as well. Your courage will certainly come in handy. Thank to you, your, boys, for being so diligent. To your question, though, Colm, I don't think it was Limbo. I think there was someone else pulling the strings behind Limbo. I don't think it was just them acting independently. There's some other agency that's uh, involved in all of this. And I think they're what's still uh, trying to impede you on your efforts. So we're going to continue to do everything we can to keep you safe until the election is over. Thank you. Well, without further ado, let me put on the, the clothes. Um, so he, uh, just undresses behind a kind of a curtain and, uh, puts on these Royal robes and, and they're very flowy and drapey. It's kind of like the Pope's robes, but with this kind of like red tunic and like red lace throughout. Um, and he comes out and he's like, how do I look? How does he look? How does he look? D10. Does he look good? D10. Objectively, with a D10, <laughs> out of 10, he looks like a four. Ooh. Yeah, it's okay. You look I- good. I mean, you, you know, the red, there's only so much you can do. All one color. You know, but but you nail it, Comb, really. You definitely gets the votes, I guess. You definitely look better than you did before. Before he looked like a one, oh. so yeah, he does. <laughs> oh, poor guy. Colm, he he woke up with bed head, and he just looked a wreck. <laughs> um, you know, it changes by the day. Uh, okay, 
Oh, one thing, um, Seth. Can I just do like a tiny retcon? I just think I forgot to tell uh, Zippy as well as Darian that when I talked to Farron in the last episode, kind of privately, I I perceived that I got the impression from my detect thoughts anyway that she's not doing, she's not contending Com, um willingly or at least uh, want. She doesn't want to. Something is pressuring her to. Can I just recon that I I did tell them that? Sure, that that you discussed that overnight yeah. or, or when you were talking with. Uh, Sorry, I, sure. I totally meant to say that earlier. Sorry. No worries. Cool. Um, so you all know that information. Uh, and funny enough, uh, Colm, who's already now, and he's like, "Well, we have some time, a little bit before we have to go. Um, do you mind if if you guys come with me just to see if I can talk to Farron one last time?" Of course, your candidacy. Um, okay. And he leaves the room and he makes his way over to the sorcerer candidate uh, area. And there's people outside the door uh, and they look and they're like, excuse me, uh, Miss Farron Rise is getting ready. Uh, she'd like it if no one disturbs her. And Colm's like, please, I, I we're friends. Uh, guys, come on. Can I just talk to her? And they're like, uh, no, um, I don't think she'd like to see you right now. I kind of clear my throat and I say, we have reason to believe that the candidates may, their lives may be at risk. Uh, it wouldn't be a bad idea for us to go in and check on her well-being in any case. We have our own security. Um, I'm sure we can handle our own, our own. Um, I clear my throat and I'm like... <clears throat> Farron! <laughs> Cole's right outside the door here. He wants to talk to you. Darian <laughs> just shakes his head. Just, oh. Um, How about them apples? <laughs> <laughs> How about that? No, 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 that is a whole basket. Uh, I can tell you that much. Um, you hear footsteps and the door opens and it is Farron Rise. A beautiful elf. A uh, woman wearing the blue robes and the blue tunic and is looking at Colm. And she has a big smile on her face and looks very happy and presentable. And she's like, um, hi, Colm. How are you? Mm. And Colm's like, Farron, please, can we talk for a moment? I, I, I don't know what's going on. And I don't know what's going on with you. And we need to catch up. And she's just like. Sorry, Comb. I, I'm very stressed and nervous, as you can see. But, you know, uh, best of luck to you with the election. Uh, let the best man win. Um, and Comb's like, please, come on. And he tries to, like, walk in the room. And the, the two sorcerer candidate guards kind of block and are like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And she's like, no, uh, uh, maybe afterwards, after uh, the election. Toodaloo, Comb. And then she closes the door. Uh, it seems to be a very different Farron than the one um, you've you've met previously. Did she seem much more? Did she seem in full control of her own senses? Like she was insight check. <clears throat> okay. All yeah, of you. I, I, I was gonna say I'd like to know that as well. Uh, that's a fifteen. I got a twelve. Twenty-two, baby. Oh. All right, Normandy, um, and Darian to some extent. Zippy, not much. Um, 
What, what a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can tell. You can tell. Um, she seems very... She seems different. Um, she, she doesn't seem like she's not in control of what she's saying. But clearly there's a shift. Uh, you can't really tell. But her face, even the way it, it's smiling, seems unnatural. Um, so some sort of influence might be there, uh, but definitely it doesn't seem like a natural uh, Farron uh, face or tone of voice. Okay, I, I touched Comb on the back of the shoulder and I say, my candidacy, it might be wise to retreat for now. I I sense something's not right. Um, and he's like, okay, sure. I, I, we'll talk later, I suppose. Um, Not that I'm encouraging the abuse of power, but I mean, after you become king, it's kind of hard to ignore the requests yes, of a king. That's that's true. That's let's just talk afterwards. Yeah, and but I do use thaumaturgy to open the door again. Yeah, just after we've turned away, just like uh, a little. It opens slightly, and you look in, and you can just see. Uh, Farron just kind of sitting down um, and and looking uh, polite and, and just kind of talking to... When when she opened the door, you could see there was, like, other people preparing her in the room, and you can just see she's talking to them. Okay. Um, everybody perception check again? Oh, Perception, not insight? Uh, perception, yeah. Okay. 18. And Zippy advantage because this is a hearing one again. 24. Modified 20. Uh, Dang it. I'd like to keep that. Yeah, never mind. Let's just go with that. You all got very high. You can clearly hear uh, there's kind of a commotion coming from uh, the cleric line uh, Bradley room. And he's just like, Dad! Ah, I don't want to do this! I want nuggets! I want to see Paige! (laughs) Paige! I don't want to be king! I don't want any of this crap! And um, you can just hear a big booming Goliath voice who's his father and he's just like Bradley stop that movie's for the family <laughs> and and he's just like oh, dad come on and and Zippy you can make out Stubby being like mm, mm, it'll be fun Bradley Bradley fun fun so Stubby's in there with him too uh you can just yeah you just hear that um and the guards waiting outside his room are kind of laughing and giggling because it's, it's kind of funny. Um, you guys make your way back to Colm's room. And he, he takes a seat on the couch and he's like, well, uh, looks like it's go time soon. I'm sure Turi will be calling us any minute. Um, thank you again, boys. I need to keep my spirits up. This is a great day. We're going to do great things. And... We're going to change Orem and the world today. Of course. Today, today is a day of amazing change, and we're, we're more than thrilled to see how it's going to go. We know you're going to get elected, and we can't wait to see how you take the lead of this city and make it better. Thank you. I walk over to Combe, and I put my hand on his shoulder for a moment, and I say... Comb, 
regardless of what happens today, and regardless of whatever powers may be, or whatever may come at you in the future, I know you have the capabilities to be the king of this city, and I know that you, yourself, have the ability to change it. Don't forget that. Uh, DM, can I, uh, quickly, can I, can I, uh, can I leave the room and just wa- watch outside the door, like, as a bodyguard? Sure. Yeah, I would like to do that. Um, you do so. And all of your words and actions up to this point and, you know, keeping Colm safe, he deeply appreciates it. And you guys have gone above and beyond checking poison and everything. And he is so inspired by you guys. Therefore, you are inspired by him. You all get a point of inspiration for good luck. Um, So as you recall, and listeners, in case case this is your first D&D go, uh, inspiration basically lets them re-roll any dice roll they make on any check, basically, or attack. I think it has to be before. Zippy, is that just like... For Zippy, is that like he's outside the door and he just suddenly smirks and he's like, I'm the badass. Yeah, yeah, basically. (laughs) He's like, you know what? Feeling good. But that it has to be before we know the resolution to it, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, like, if you roll a one, you'd be like, "Okay, that's clearly going to be bad." So that. But um, mm. you know, if you get a fourteen, you're like, "Yeah, might go with that." Um, actually, um, DM, can yep. I? Or I'll, I'll role play it. Uh, Comb. I uh, last night before I went to sleep, I I composed a, a short little song for you, to that we can work on later. But I. I'd like to sing you a line or two. Hit me. Uh, I actually have not worked on this. Um, <laughs> I, I sing a beautiful song that does a couple of phrases, like a, a little sonata, that hopefully inspires him. Give, give me something off the top of okay, the Okay, okay. Comb, oh comb, no matter where you roam, he's the one who you want to see when you come home. He will always be your guide, always by your side. Different keys in this song, but with comb, you can't go wrong. Oh boy. <laughs> so, uh, so you're trying to bardic inspiration him? Yeah. It works. <laughs> and he's like, I hope people do want to come home to calm. Good one. Home um, to calm, baby. That's pretty good. That's pretty good rhyming off the top of the dome. Ah! Um, oh, hey. Nice. Um, <laughs> all right. Um, Zippy, since you're outside the door, you see coming up the stairs is uh, Carol slash Tori. Uh, God of Bliss. Coming up. And he's walking, and he looks at you, and he smirks, and he looks at everyone. He's like, hey, everybody, uh, it's go time. Let's make our way down to the square. Let's get this election on a roll. Uh, get all your respective candidates out, and let's meet in the lobby. Thank you. <coughs> uh, yeah, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> um, I imagine all of you go into your respective rooms, and the three candidates come out. Colm is closest to the stairs with his room, uh, with Farron behind him, and uh, Bradley behind uh, her, with your respective I, entourages. I turn around while we're walking and give her the middle finger. <laughs> she looks at you and just smiles. 
with the same kind of weird, unnatural smile as before. Um, if I can, I'd, I'd like to whisper to Darian. I'm, I imagine he's close to me. That I something about she's not in full control of her mind. I'd, I'd like to just like have that conveyed at some point. Sure. Okay. Uh, you kind of whisper that to Darian. She's not in full control of her mind. Psst. <laughs> There's definitely something happening. This chick knows exactly what she's doing. <laughs> <laughs> you guys make your way down the stairs. Uh, and you meet in the lobby and there's Tori. And he's like, well, rise and shine and good morning to all of you. Uh, thank you for joining me. Man, I'm bad at speeches. Uh, let's just go. Let's just get it over with. Am I right? Um, uh, good luck to you, Bradley. Still hope you win. Be hilarious. Uh, Farron, uh, pass. And Colm, good luck. Uh, we're going to go down there. We're going to stand on the stage. I'm going to let you all have your own little speech. And then... We'll get the ballots going. If anyone has any objections, screw it, because I'm in charge. <laughs> All right. Good luck. Any other words you guys want to say? Uh, I before we let Colm do his thing and like if he has to say anything, I give him a little, I give him a little tap on the back, but the tap isn't a normal tap. It's actually. Uh, protection from energy. Come on. What the and, heck is that? It's a third level spell. It allows me to put, uh, give him resistance to any damage type of my choice. I am going to choose uh, lightning. <laughs> Good call. Okay. Um, protection Cheeky. from energy it is. Uh, it's subtly cast on him. Uh, and he can tell and he's like, thank you. Uh, again, Zippy. Um Anything else you guys want to do? Are we good to go? No, seeing what's happened, I, I think I'm content with the, the moment. All right. You guys make your way down the steps in, in order. Still in your triangle around Comb. And Tori is leading the way, and you can hear people cheering. The, the square is filled with everyone from Orem. They're all cheering, and most of them are cheering like, Comb, Comb! Uh, there's a few people being like, fair in, fair in. And then there's an even smaller portion being like, Bradley, yeah! Um, but you make your way down and everybody's smiling and waving. The rain is starting to pick up slightly. Um, but uh, there's kind of like a tent over the stage that's been erected in this in the kind of center of the square. Um, so all of you make your way through and onto the stage. Um, and there is... Uh, the queen at the very back of the line. Um, she makes her way last uh, with some golden guards, and she's carrying uh, a box uh, with a slit in the top, uh, and she puts it on stage in the center. Um, it is the royal orum ballot box uh, where everything's going to go, and it will produce um, kind of the result of who's going to be the king and also whose Salem blood will be awakened, uh, if you recall. Um, so all of you get on the stage and Tori is like, hello, everybody, and just cheers across the ocean of people. And he's like, 
thank you all uh, for coming here today. Sorry about the weather. Uh, wish I could do something about that, but I can't. Uh, anyways, uh, who's ready for an election? And everyone's like, we are. And they're cheering. Um, and he's like, all right. Well, let's begin. And that's where we're going to take a break. Hello, everybody. Uh, it's mid-roll time. And you might be thinking, oh, Seth, it's him. But it's not just me. It's also a good friend of mine, Normandy slash Adam. Hello. Adam's your fake name now. <laughs> yeah, Adam's your my secondary fake name. name. Normandy is my real name. <laughs> I have become Normandy. You, you fully transitioned into a tiefling. Yes, yellow and, skin. Uh, painted on life every hasn't day. Been, life hasn't been good for you on the streets. People look at you funny. Yeah. Um, which is no, no different. Uh, Adam's which is back. no different than other before. <laughs> That's so sad. Uh, no, well, Adam's back uh, for this mid roll. You might have heard him last episode as well. It's because he's got a little project he's doing on the side that we want to support him with. So, Adam, take it away. Cool. I'll be quick. So, um, as you guys may have heard last uh, last episode two weeks ago, um, I'm part of a team and we made a board game called Survival of the Fixist. Um, you can learn more about it at fixistgame.com. F I X E S T G A M E dot com. Um, basically it's like a judge element game where there's a judge that rotates every round and you have to survive crazy dilemmas by using the random items in your hand. So in one situation, you could be trying to fight off giant mutant spiders or the next one, even worse is you have to fight off your in-laws. <laughs> um, and you have like random items in your hand that you draw from this huge deck of like 450 items. And one's like a hockey skate. One's like a baseball bat. One is like car boosting cables one is like an encyclopedia and you have to like try to you can like dismantle items combine them to survive and you got to make your pitch to the judge it's sweet you can learn all more about it at fix this game and we talked about that last week but special announcement we have a special tier on the kickstarter for cheaper by the dungeon listeners I want it. I want it now. <laughs> Thank you, Seth. Um, <laughs> so basically the way that it works is just if you go on, and not the lowest pledge, but if you pledge 30 bucks or more, you get the game. You get a song that we wrote for the game. It's called Welcome to the Party. It's super cool. If you like the intro for this show, you will love the song. Um, and what else? Oh, yeah. So the bonus content that we want to give you as a Cheaper by the Dungeon listener is... An exclusive, one-off D&D session DM'd by yours truly, Adam, um, that we will send right to your email inbox um, as soon as it's recorded if you pledge for the $30 or more tier, which gets you the game, the song, and all the artwork that we have, and a print-and-play version so you can play right away. Um, it would be like just like a... a dungeon crawling kind of one shot thing but it would be really cool and it would actually be a bit of a teaser for a campaign that i'm building myself that cheaper by the dungeon wants to sell to listeners down the the down the line so anyways that's it's the all, pitch it's all coming together yeah man it's kind of all just like seth's dming how it, it seems so <laughs> uh nebulous at first you're like what is this how does this connect to that and then by the end you're like oh my gosh turry is and you're evil like, how did this board game end up in my house yeah it's like well 
that's the magic. Yeah. Podcasting. Um, by the way, this episode is turning out so good, eh? I'm talking as if I haven't I listened to the whole thing. I already know how it's all going to go. <laughs> but, no, <laughs> but, but knowing where everyone Spoilers. else is halfway through, I just loved the whole kind of espionage element and like the secret service it's so sick it's all building to a thanos snap and you're all going to turn to dust Ooh, spoilers for endgame which is coming out soon oh um yeah no i love it and that well this is part one of the finale as you've seen probably from the title uh and part two and the next bit will be coming out two weeks from now which will be april 30th the last day of the month um so, yeah, we're really excited. And just a fair heads up or, or a warning. Uh, once season one is done, uh, we're actually we're going to be taking a bit of a break from this campaign. And by a bit of a break, I don't mean like we're not going to post content. We're still going to do biweekly stuff. But it's going to be like a Q&A, a one shot run by Connor, as well Ooh. as uh, a recap of all of season one. So you don't have to listen to all the episodes. So all that's going to be coming just as soon as we're done season one. So don't worry. We're not going anywhere. We're just gearing up for another second season of this adventure. <laughs> if we uh, live. Hope, if we live. If you live. If you live. Because, man, some uh, of the stuff that we get into in the rest of this episode, man, I don't know. It's, like, really high stakes. Yeah. As of right now, we haven't recorded the finale. So there is still yeah. a chance they could they could die. Um. But yeah, stay tuned for all that and more. We'll update you more in that last episode. Yeah. Um, last thing, don't forget, guys, to uh, rate us on iTunes. Give us a five star. We don't want any of those one, two, three, or fours. Just the fives, please. Um, and <laughs> share it with a friend. Word of mouth, of course, is the best way. If we've made you laugh or smile or anything like that, don't be afraid to tell someone, hey, you guys, check out this podcast um, because we are really proud of it and we know that. Uh, what we have ahead is just so much better than what lies behind. So tell a friend mm-hmm. and spread the word about Cheaper by the Dungeon. It helps us an enormous amount, and we are already so grateful for all of you cheapskates out there who have stuck with us through this adventure. Uh, there's bigger and better things to come on the horizon. Uh, so thank you. Uh, any Any last words, Adam? Um, fixthisgame.com that's all I gotta say besides that oh cheaperdungeon.com is where you can get all of our previously posted content as well yeah that too <laughs> uh, but yeah go check out the board game get that get that uh, one shot that's gonna be coming uh, with the with that tier on Kickstarter do you know what can I tell them can I tell them the name of the one shot yeah go ahead I don't even know the name yeah this this is brand new this is a reveal for me too wah, wah. Um, it's called the coast of a new land. Ooh, spooky! <laughs> and you sail right past it, and you go right to where you've always lived. So. It better be a resort on like a beach. I just want to chill. I just want to relax after this season. Um, no, that's exciting. Coast of a new land. All right, let's I, end I the honestly, I honestly don't know anything about it. I'm, okay, well, well, look out for that. Um, Anyways, thank you for listening. We won't keep you any longer. Uh, enjoy the rest of the episode. And remember, April 30th is when our last or our next one comes out. So thanks, everybody. We are back. Um, and it's election time. Who are you going to vote for? Cole. 
<laughs> oh, I didn't. I didn't know that was a question. The, the quietest uh, voice cool. in the crowd. Yes. Um. All right. So Tori just said it's election time, and he speaks up again. And it's like, all right. So let's have our first candidate say a little something, and we're gonna keep it brief because we don't want you being out in the rain for too long. Um. But uh, eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Let me roll a d4 on my toe. All right. <laughs> Farron, you're up. And Farron steps up with that grin she's had all morning. And she gets to the mic. Boo. Who is that? And by mic, I mean thaumaturgy. Um, <laughs> she hears your boo and just looks at you again. Uh, and she says, hello, people of Orem. Thank you for coming out today. Um, it's been a long road coming. And I thank you for all your support up to this point. Unfortunately, this election, we must remember, is brought on because of the death of Pontus Alvaro, our beloved king. But with every death becomes a new beginning. And I believe I am the new beginning for Orem. I believe I can bring it into the next generation. And I believe with, with all your support... In kindness, we can we can make a better world together. We can make a happy place, a place full of bliss. And Colm's just thinking, like, that's my line. Yeah, that, what the heck? <laughs> and she's like, uh, I uh, personally will work with all of you, even Tori, to bring in a new era. And and Tori's just like, what? No. <laughs> and uh, everyone's just face is kind of confused. It, it seems like she's kind of grasping at straws. But then she's like, but most of all, I want to love and care and keep all of you people safe for years to come. Long live Orem. And then she smiles. And I'm going to roll something. Oh, no. Everybody in the immediate area was kind of like, eh, get her off the stage, get calm on. But as she like looks out into the crowd and is smiling, this kind of weird aura is coming from her. Um, each of you can kind of feel it too. And I want each of you to make a wisdom save. Is this, um, is this a, a, a kind of charm effect, Seth? Yes. Okay, I have advantage on that. There you go. Thanks, Fey Ancestry. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. Oh my gosh, that was a one. So we're going to add to do the second one. Uh, that's going to be a 16 for me. Same here, actually. 16. Mine's actually a 20. I have a plus four. Wow. Okay, none of you are affected. But you yeah! can tell. You can feel this kind of wave. Um of like charming that's kind of coming and uh none of you are affected though and the people in the front row are starting to like change and they're starting to smile and they're like yeah 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 farron farron and they start cheering and and even colm and bradley are kind of like yeah farron farron oh my and god does Turi, everyone smell bullshit Turi, uh walks up behind her puts his arm on his shoulder 
and he raises his hand and then you can feel like the wave kind of inverts and comes back and he's like we're not doing foul play here and she's just looks at him with a smile it's like i don't know what you mean and he whispers to her something uh each of you make a perception check to see if you can hear it oh man this is so intense uh that's a 15 for me five twelve None of you can hear it, but he whispers something to her, and and uh, and she's just like, "Oh, Tori, uh, we'll see how far you get." Then she turns, and and sits down, and Tori's like, "Sorry about that. Uh, I guess my bliss powers kind of like leaked out a little. Um, sorry. Uh, let's continue. Next up is is that." Is everyone returning to normal now, or are they still hyped up? Yeah, they're there? returning to normal. They're kind of shaking their heads, and they're like, what? Uh, but even Colm and Bradley are like, oh, duh. and they believe they believe her, and they're like, oh, he must have blissed up something. Okay. Um, but it is very odd. Uh, but now it's Bradley's turn. Bradley walks up, and Thaumaturgy's cast on him, and he's like, yeah, hey. Um, so... Uh, I don't want this, <laughs> and I don't want to be here right now. Um, I think this is a stupid job. <laughs> I don't really care for the city life, and I just want to see Paige. So, Paige, if you're listening, I want to say, I love... And then it's cut. <laughs> and then, and then, <laughs> and then the, Tori's like, all right, little boy, uh, you, you sit down, and he's you can just... You guys hear him clearly, and he's just being like, I love Paige! I love her! And the f- people in the first two rows are kind of, like, tearing up, and they're like, get Paige, man. Get her. <laughs> and uh, he goes and sits down, and he's just, like, pouting. And you just see his big Goliath dad, who's wearing, like, a little bow, like, a little top hat in a suit, is just kind of, like, putting face palming. An unending um, battle between like, oh. the love of Nuggets and Paige. <laughs> and Paige. <laughs> Who will prevail? <laughs> Probably both. Um... And he's like, and without further ado, Colm Alvaro. And everybody cheers and erupts with cheers. Uh, and he walks up Thaumaturgy's cast and he's like, thank you, thank you, calm down. Uh, you know, my speech is quite similar to Farron's, but I, I don't want to bore you. I just want you all to know I will carry on my grandfather's legacy. And continue the growth of Orem. But in order to grow, we need to change. And we need to bring bliss and happiness into this city once more. Just as we said the other day. Let's be happy. Together. And everybody's like cheering because they remember yesterday. And they're like, yeah. And Colm's like, thank you. And goes and sits down. And Tori steps up and he's like, all right. So that's them, and now it's go time. Just to kind of uh, make this a little bit faster, uh, he kind of moves his hand out, and these envelopes and cards are um, placed in everybody's hands magically. And he's like, write you who you want for the throne, either Farron, Combe, or Bradley, and uh, we'll magically transport them into the box, and we shall see who is chosen. 
you guys also get cards uh, as well as the candidates and uh, everyone else. Um, so feel free to write whatever you want. What do you want to write? I write Bradley. Okay. You know, it's a sympathy vote, but <laughs> I think he's a great guy. Who, who do you want, uh, Zippy? I abstain. I only have one king. All right. Um, and who do you want, Darian? I mean, Darian, I want to check off Bradley personally, but <laughs> I know Darian would, would check off Colm. All right. Um, if, if Bradley so does... wins by one vote, I'm going to flip it and break my microphone. <laughs> you ruined it. Uh, no. Um, everybody finishes scribbling. Um, and Tori's like, all right. Seems like everybody's mostly done. Let's go. And he raises his hand. And the envelopes float out of your hands. And they all come swarming in and slotting into the ballot box. Um and this is kind of a magical ballot box that they've used for the elections uh, to choose. It, it magically kind of just sorts and picks uh, the majority vote. And uh, whoever wins gets the token, uh, which will prove they're the king of Orem. Uh, and also will uh, so-called awaken their Salem blood. So they're the real king for now. Um, so it all flies in zippy yours doesn't fly in because you didn't fill it out um but uh darian and normandy's yours flies in and the box starts to shake and tori just kind of looks at it with big wide eyes grinning and and colm is looking like very anxious bradley is like looking just at the sky and uh farron is just smiling and not even staring at the box but you can see her her hands are kind of trembling. Mm. And you can see the box, the lid, it stops shaking, and the lid creaks open. And Turi goes to lift it. And he's like, he reaches in, grabs something and holds it in a closed fist, raises it, and he's like, your chosen ruler of Orem is and he opens his hand and it's a red ring with the symbol of salem on it colm alvaro and everyone cheers and colm gets up and he's like ah and he like goes to tori and um he takes the ring Uh, we follow we follow eh yeah yeah you guys can follow okay right behind and um uh, Tori's just like, congrats, kid, you did it. And everybody's cheering, like, calm, calm. And calm takes the ring, and he's like, thank you. He's like, for Orem. And he slides the ring on, and the ring kind of shifts, and these knives kind of dig into his fingers slightly. And and Tori's just like, don't worry, kid, that's that's how all the, the rings go for the kings and queens. And he's like, ah! And you can see, like, his veins are kind of pumping, like something's changing in him. But uh, he picks himself up very quickly after, and you can tell there's something different about him, but, you know, it's that kingly energy. The ring changed him somehow. Uh, But he is now legitimately, with awakened blood, he is the king of Orem. And Turi is cheering. You guys are cheering. Everyone's cheering. 
and Farron is, and even Bradley's cheering because he didn't want this. Uh, and Farron is just sitting there quietly, still trembling with the smile on her face. Do you guys want to do anything? I I stand in between Farron and Comb. And, and I, I kind of keep an eye on Far- uh, Farron, yeah. And I want to make a quick, like, perception check. Like, cle- like clearly, Darian smells something bad. Like, there's, like, there's something mm-hmm. going on. And so I just want to do a kind of a, a, a perception check, see if I see any other kind of shady or sketchy figures in the area. See if there's if there's anything. Hmm. Uh, roll. Uh, wow, that's uh, another 15. Okay. Uh, you don't see any imminent threats or assassins or anything, but you do see just, like, a lot of nobles uh, behind uh, are, are very disappointed and, like, they're discussing now very seriously about, you know, the implications of this and uh, they're, they're very unhappy, but no, you don't see any malicious intent except from Farron. I... I look up to the sky and squint <laughs> you squint and there's rain dropping in your eyes but you don't see anything it's just it's just i storm keep clouds. doing it okay <laughs> um you keep doing so um so Farron slowly gets up and colm turns to her and he's like Farron." I hope now we can talk. I I don't know what you were doing with this election or what you wanted, but listen, it's over, and I'm the king, and I'm sorry if if that's a problem for you, but, you know, I've been through a lot, and I got to do this for my grandfather. Hopefully you understand, but I really want to talk. And she just smiles and looks at him, and she casts Thaumaturgy on herself, and she's like, Everyone silent! And people kind of like quiet down because like, what is going on? What is Farron doing? And she's like, You fools! I tried so hard to win. No, you didn't. You don't know what's (laughs) coming for you now. You don't know what you've brought on yourselves. You are going to rue the day you made this decision, the day you made him king needed this. I needed this to save her. The way to bring her back. I can't fulfill my end of the bargain. So you're all going to pay. If she can't come back, then you're all going to the deep with me. And everybody's like, what? Even even the sorcerer candidate, people behind her are kind of like, what is she talking about? <laughs> like everybody's really confused. They're like, "Why? Why is she?" Okay, she should. She should have made this plea a long time ago. How? Like, how are we supposed to know the circumstances? Exactly, I know. Um, <laughs> and you can see she's like, she's like, ah! and she like holds her head, her forehead, because she's talking about this. Mm. Um, and she's like, "Ah, stop, stop! I'm done." And. uh She's, like, just screaming out to the ether. Golden guards are starting to come because they realize she's a threat now. Uh, you guys are in kind of prepared position. And even Tori's just like, what are you doing? This is, how do you think you're going to get away with this? And she starts holding her hand on her face. 
and an outline starts to appear across her forehead and across a ring around her face. Um, just a thin line, and smoke starts to come from underneath and through those those lines in this oval around her face. And the smoke starts to pour out as she grips and pulls, and her face kind of loses its Farron quality, and it turns into this kind of plastic, weird, white mask with, like, blushed cheeks and a grin. And she pulls the mask off, and it's the same Farron face, but without the smile. But there's also a tattoo of a blue flower on her forehead. Uh, You could recall that this is the exact same style of blue rose flower that you saw on Paul's back way back in the the monkey cave. No! The guy who poisoned the king, uh, he had it on his back once, once the cape was removed, but it's on her forehead. And you can see it's kind of moving. It's like a moving tattoo in the thorns. And when she said, like, she, she'll stop talking about it, the thorns kind of go back inwards. Um, but it's there. And she drops the mask to the floor and she's like, I'll have to use the power you gave me. And then she reaches into her robe and takes out this blue owl mask. Uh, and it's got a big nose. And she puts it on her face. And the mask dissolves and it returns just to her normal Farron face. But she looks very angry. And she's like, Calm. Goodbye. And she's casts magic missile but the mask seems to be empowering her in some different way you sense a much stronger sorcerer type energy coming from her and not just like normally when you cast magic missile there's three bolts that appear there is now 12 bolts that are like ringed around her and they're all aiming past you guys at home and they fire and they're swerving through the air, dodging you guys. And Turi steps in front and blocks all 12 of them. What? <laughs> what? And they go darting into the fe- into the, um, into the crowd and hitting places and hitting the tarp and hitting everywhere. And there's like and just explosions. And he's like, Farron, you got to calm down. I don't know what you're doing, but you're a threat. And... Is everyone okay if I kill her right now? Better yet, you're leaving. I'm teleporting you far away. And he snaps his fingers. And she's still there. And he's like, wait. And he's like, it keeps snapping. And he's like, why isn't that working? And the rain starts to pour even harder. (laughs) And Farron is, is... starting to summon more spells but the crowd is screaming and running away and golden guards are are coming but the nobles who supported her before who are and the sorcerer candidates who supported her before are like i guess this is how we're going with it like we'd rather die than have colm be the king and so this other sorcerer candidate uh followers are fighting off the golden guards and it's like a mini war is breaking out oh my goodness and Um, uh, but Tori's like, why isn't that working? And Colm's just like, Farron, stop! What are you doing? What are you even talking about? And what's with the, what's with your forehead before? Um, and she's just like, shut up, shut up, shut up! And 
Tori's still like, why isn't that working? And he's like, okay, cool it. And then he like uses bliss powers and they're still working. Um, but she starts laughing and kind of bends a knee, but then is trying to like cast some magic to dispel the little bit of charm. But Tori turns to you three and is like, guys, I got to get Colm to the Church of Salem ASAP to finish this. This is how we get me to be the god. I got to get there with him now before anything else happens. I don't know what's going on with my powers. I don't know how she's using this crazy magic. Please stall her while I run with him. I turn around and go on one knee. King, I will serve and protect you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm all about eating carrots and kicking ass. And I'm all out of carrots. So, (laughs) guess I'll kick some ass. Thank you. Uh, Tori, what are we doing? <laughs> and Tori's just like, Colm, you want to work with me to make everyone happy, right? And Colm's like, yeah. He's like, then we got to go to the Church of Salem right now. Forget her. Forget everyone. We got to run. And uh, and Colm's like, fine, sure, let's go. I grab uh, Tori's arm right before he leaves. Yeah. If, if they're about to book it. They are. And I say, Tori, something's not right. If somehow you've been found out just... Take extra precautions on your way there. Wait. Found out. And he says, Wait a minute. And he tries snapping one more time. And he's like, huh? And he looks up. And I imagine, Zippy, you're still squinting at the sky, even though you took a knee. There's something up with this. (laughs) And a lightning bolt goes from cloud to cloud. Like, you hear this booming thunder up up above and you can't see much but you can make out a large shape is swimming in the clouds um there's something up there and Tori just while looking up and staring sees that he's like oh my god (laughs) what happened okay I gotta run now and he's like he, he doesn't even he's done with niceties he picks Colm up and he starts sprinting and he's moving very fast but he can't teleport but he's uh in in the female librarian body he is jumping and he's like even jumping on people's heads in the crowd and moving his way to the church of salem um clearly he something's up um but you saw that too there's something up above but the imminent threat is right in front of you it is a beefed up sorcerer candidate, fair and rise. Roll initiative. Oh, oh boy. man. Oh man, I want to roll this dice. Okay, I've rolled friggin' the three tens in a row. My last three checks have all been tens. Oh, does Which our armor will... affect that... our initiative, Seth? Sixteen. Uh no, it won't. Okay. I got uh fourteen. Okay. Flipping six. Have fun, guys. So before you stands, Sorcerer Candidate, Farron Rise, she's pissed. Her blue hat's flown off because of the explosive power of the magic missiles that were just shot off. Um, and she stands before you looking pissed. Darian, you're up first. All right. Um, well, I'm going to draw my sword. Uh, how far away is she? Uh, she's about 10 feet away. She's very close. Okay. Uh, in that case, um, 
I'm going to, as a bonus action, uh, cast uh, Zephyr Strike on myself, uh, which, while I have that uh, channeled, I have an extra... Um, I have extra movement, and then uh, once while it's channeled, I can do an extra D8 uh, of damage. Uh, I'm not going to do that right now, but I'm just going to have that cast, and I'm going to run over and just do a standard strike with uh, with my sword. Okay, go for it. Okay, uh, that is going to be uh, a 14 to hit. Uh, that does not hit. What? Dang, okay. Uh, well, I have a second strike, so I'm going to use that as well. Uh, that's going to be a 16 to hit. That does hit. Oh, okay. Uh, so I'm going to roll damage on that. Uh, okay, not a... Uh, no, actually, no, that's still pretty good. That's still 10 damage. All right, 10 damage. So she's dead, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> that's it. Um... <laughs> Darian, you rush towards her and just slash her chest, uh, and you deal some serious damage. Uh, she takes a step back, but is still angrily scowling at all of you. Uh, Zippy, you're up next. <clears throat> okay, I cast uh, Hold Person on her. Oh, uh, yeah. Ooh. Okay. Uh, read that you off. Must, uh, you have to do a wisdom saving throw. If you fail, you're paralyzed for the turn. And you have to keep doing that until you make a successful, uh, like, roll. But it, you right. have to do it at the end of each turn. Uh, what's the save DC that you have? That would be a 16. Okay. She does not save. Yes! Um, she is magically just constrained. Her arms shoot to her side as she is held. Um, so, congratulations. Do you want to move or anything? Uh, no. Actually, yeah, you want to actually, speak? no, I'll move within five feet of her. If we're ten feet uh, away, okay. I'll move five feet. All right. Um, so she is paralyzed, uh, and she failed. Uh, so she skips her turn. So it's Normandy. Oh, How? sorry, it is her turn, so she can try again, sorry. She fails. Yes. So <laughs> she's still held, so it skips her turn. Zippy! Uh, yes! Normandy, it's your go. Okay, I run up to her, and I hit her with a stick of bliss. Oh, to debuff her? Yeah. Go for it. Okay. I believe it. she has to make a, a wisdom save. Yeah, DC 15. I don't know if she's at disadvantage right. because she's held. Um, I would say no because she's... Ah, yeah, man. She, okay. She, a, she's, fine. she's physically held. Not she's yeah. not like she's not mentally held. She got a nat twenty, so uh, <laughs> the she resists the ballistic. So she's pissed. Um, <laughs> she went ballistic. So she's <laughs> so she's pissed. Um, so you wa- go up to her, bonk her on the head with a stick, and she's like, "Why'd you hit me on the head with a stick?" Do I get like a D four um, of damage or no? Oh. I don't believe so. Um, all right, so it is. Your go, Darian. She is currently held, and she's frothing at the mouth pretty much and just trying to get out of her restraints. Okay, um, well, I think because she's held, that gives me advantage on strikes, so I'm going to capitalize on that. Uh, and I'm going to activate my Buster Sword. 
going to pop right. in that steam gem. We watch it swirl around and uh, kick off and activate, so it changes form. Um, and if I recall correctly, that doesn't take up a bonus action to transform. It just no. changes form. Uh, yeah. So in that case, uh, I'm going to attack with my Buster Sword, as well as activating an ability I have on my class, Planar Warrior, which gives me an extra D8 of damage. And then I'm also going to kick off my uh, uh, Zephyr Strike if it makes contact. Okay. Which uh, like I can choose to do if it makes contact. Right. So roll to hit. With advantage. Yep. And, uh, yeah, so that's uh, t- a 22 to hit. So I'm pretty sure that Ooh, hits. just a miss. No, that's a hit. <laughs> okay, uh, so that's a lot. Of, hopefully a lot of damage. Oh, not great. Uh, pretty good. Okay. Um, that's going to be 16 damage. Woo! And then I'm going to do my second attack, which is just uh, going to be another sword strike. So I'm going to swing for that. Go for it. Uh, and that's going to be a, another 16 to hit. Damn. Yeah, that hit where that hits. Okay. Uh, this one, it's not uh, crazy amounts of damage. I rolled really badly on the d12 on that last one. But rolled better on this one. Uh, so that's an 8 plus... Five, so that is 13 damage. Woof, okay. I almost did as much damage just with the one die as I did with all three on that last one. That's how poor those rolls were. Can, can I tell Connor, like, how close is Connor to her in feet? Well, feet? Uh, he's, like, right up in her. Can I, can, I tell, <laughs> like, can I tell him to get, like, six feet away? Or is it... Sure. Free action. Connor, uh, can, uh, Darian, Darian, move six feet away. <laughs> At least, uh, yeah, she's. I mean, she's she's paralyzed, so she. I don't think she can use her. She, w- she won't get an attack of opportunity. Yeah, so I'll 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 jump back ten feet. All right. So is it uh, you do so. I totally should so, have done that, How, shouldn't I? So, uh, Darian, before rushing him for another attack, he raises his sword, slots in the gem, and the sword magically transforms into a buster sword by sliding all the gears and you come crashing down on her with two massive swings uh and oh a little bit of force damage too so she gets knocked back just a few feet um but she's near the edge of the stage uh but she is still kind of restrained and she took the brunt of those hits and you can see her face is starting to crack like the mask she's wearing is, is starting to break um but Zippy, it is your turn. All right, I use uh, cast call lightning. Okay. So, uh, call lightning allows me to within a sixty foot radius call down spell lightning that is three d ten. But if it's raining and and there's uh, lightning, which Seth did mention. It is. It turns it to 4d10. That's a very good use of that. (laughs) Um, Yeah. uh, So uh, she has to do a dexterity saving throw. If she she saves, uh, she does half as much damage. It does half as much damage. Right. All right, so dexterity saving throw. Here we go. She does not save on it. So she's going to take the full brunt of whatever 4d10 produces. So go for it. 
Oh, jeez, I got 27. Uh, did I also <laughs> mention the storm persists? Le like, sorry, the um, storm keeps going? Yeah, on each of your yeah. turns until the spell ends, you can use your action to call down lightning in this way again, targeting the same point or a different one. And the storm lasts 10 minutes. All right. Holy! This is very bad for her, considering the, the circumstances. <laughs> um... So 27 damage comes crashing down on her, breaking through the tarp uh, above and, and slams into her. She just screams as lightning is just shocking. It's like she's flashing and you can see her skeleton. Um, and she just like seems burnt and her mask keeps cracking and shatters. Um, she didn't even get to get off a spell with that heightened state. Um, so... The owl mask shatters, and her real face again is there with the the blue rose tattoo on her forehead. Um, and she just screams, but she's still standing. But you can see blood is leaking out her nose. So she's going to try and get rid of the hold person spell again. And she does it. So she breaks free from the bonds of hold person. Uh, and... Uh, she yeah she escapes and she looks weakened uh because the mask is off but she is staring all of you down uh and she is just going to cast off a very quick thunder wave at all of you you would um, so you it's, copycat it's, it's, <laughs> copycat gotta use my spells um so uh that's gonna be uh a constitution saving throw for you all okay. uh so please roll Oh, shoot. Uh, that's a three. 16. <laughs> 19. 19. Sorry, what'd you get, Normandy? 16. Okay. Um, Normandy and Darian fail. Oh, what? Dang it. Um, Ow. Sorry. <laughs> so that's going to be just 2d8 damage to you guys. Not that big of a hit. I'll roll for you. you yep. You're all babies. Oh, one. <laughs> Another one. Yep. Uh, but um, let me roll. That's only going to be four damage. <laughs> she rolled very bad. I cast Hell Um When I can. Go for it. Yeah, you can. And uh, you and Darian are pushed ten feet away, though. Uh, Zippy, you take two damage. Okay. Very weak. Can I think... Mask. Uh, is that a concentration check then on myself for the Zephyr strike? And I think yes. anyone else who took damage who has to do that. Yeah. Uh, Darian, are you still good? No, I I failed that for sure. That was okay. Three. Um. So for concentration checks, Darian, you just failed. Uh. So your Zephyr strikes off. Uh. Zippy. Seventeen. Um. Normandy, cast Hellish Rebuke. Go ahead. Okay. So from the ground, I kind of push myself up and I say. You use thunder, I use flame. And I'm going to cast Hellish Rebuke, and the creature that I'm targeting must make a dexterity saving throw, DC 15. And, yeah. Okay. And then I roll a D10, and it's 2D10 fire damage on a failed save, has a, half as much on a successful one. All right, roll 2D10. Okay. Six. Six. Twelve. She saved, though, so it's going to be six. 
damn it. Okay. Six, six, six! Ah! <laughs> the devil, he's truly here! And his name um, is Royce. Yeah, his name is Royce. <laughs> she is lit in flames, but she shrugs them off quite fast. I mean, not that fast. Um, I mean, you know. But <laughs> no, like... she uh, douses them, and the rain doesn't help either. Uh, but, Darian, it's back up to you. All right. Um... I, yeah, I mean, I've still got my buster sword out. Uh, so this is actually, no, this will only be my second round with it. So actually, I don't have to make any checks yet. So I'm going to uh, run up at her and make uh, two more strikes. And uh, first one, I lost my Zephyr strike, um, but first one I'm going to use my, uh, I'm going to channel planar warrior with my bonus action, which you hopefully if it hits, which I think a 17 should. Of course. That's a uh, 11 plus 6. Um, that should hit. And that's so I've still my Buster Sword form. The Planar Warrior. So. Oh, come on. It's 13. That's 13 damage. <laughs> it should have been way more, though. I rolled a 1 on my d12. Come on. Wow. Okay, 13 damage. She screams. Ah! <laughs> um, hit again. All right. Take this um, boss down. Yeah, but that's a 22 to hit. 16 plus 6, thank you. Uh, but that's only a d12 this time. Uh, that's a 7. Uh, oh, sorry, plus 5. Uh, so that's a 12. So you do all that damage. Total of 25. Dang. Um, and she just is screaming. She's like, ah! Like, you are cutting through. Her robes are in shambles. Uh, there's lots of cut marks. There's blood leaking out. Um, but, uh, she is still standing. Uh, Zippy, it's your go. Man, you, think gonna be anything? you have call lightning still up above. You think you're yourself a sorcerer? Well, I'll show you. My power comes from my friends and you just lost your only one. <laughs> so here I go. Call lightning. That was good. That was good. <laughs> a little salty. <laughs> Roll the damage. And I'll roll my uh, deck save. Six. Seven. She does not save. Six. Seven. What? Really? Yeah. Nice. So what's the total? Six, Uh, seven, six, seven. So so that's 26? 26. Woo, boy. All right. Um, um, So 26 damage. Boom! Lightning screams down and floors her, pushing her off the stage. She goes flying off and lands on her back, screeching across the concrete. Um, And she just looks, like, brutally beaten up. Um, And it's her turn now, though. Uh, She has just... She's barely done any damage to you. You've broken her first mask. She is in shambles from all the damage. You guys are just pounding on her. You are not the same adventurer as you were at the beginning of this campaign. Um, Thanks, so. In her burnt, crisp state from the lightning. So she reaches into her robes and pulls out this kind of a, this mask. And you can see it's an androgynous kind of face. You can't tell if it's a male or female. But the eyes are looking serenely upwards to the heavens. Um, and it's carved with flawless alabaster. And she slots it onto her face. And it seems as though her wounds are recovering. 
and she starts to float off the ground a little as a halo uh, ring appears around her head mm. and wings start sprouting out her back. These white, large wings. Uh, and she looks at you three and is just like, I don't have time for this! Calm! And she flies and starts flying towards the Church of Salem. Um, you guys are out of combat for the time being. What do you want to do? Are the guards still fighting the sorcerers? Yes. I cast calm emotions. On? On the the closest, like like the most concentrated group of sorcerers that are um, around. It's a 20-foot, I can cast it up to 20, 60 feet away, and it's a 20-foot radius sphere. Sure. You can run over there and do that? Yeah, like, uh, just to give they the They all have to make charisma golden... saving throws, though. They all have to? Oh, okay. Yeah. Charisma oh, saving throw, 15. DC, 15. Okay. Now we'll just do the one for them all. Uh, they all don't save, so you run over there and calm their emotions. Um, do you want to make them frightened or, or charmed, or, or what's... Uh, basically, kind of just make them totally placid so they can be taken into custody, basically. Okay, um, well, they they kind of go calm for a second, and the guards get an upper hand and start swinging at them more, not taking them into custody, but just attacking them, which kind of dispels it. But um, they do get a free hit in, which kind of turns the tides. Um, and then so I- it looks like the Golden Guards are kind of pushing more against the, the sorcerers. Okay, yeah, and then I totally forgot about that. And then I'm going to, once I see that the tides kind of turned into the Golden Guards' favor, I'm going to turn heel... And if uh, Darian and Zippy are heading the same way, I'm going to start booking it towards the just the Church of Salem. Uh, yeah, I I'll do the same thing. Yeah, I, okay. I, like, I, I look at the guys like I'm I'm like man, let's go. Are there any more uh, like horses or anything nearby? Uh, no, there wasn't really any nearby here. Uh, you could find one kind of loosely tied up potentially in an alleyway along the way we don't have time but for the most part in the immediate area no i have quick feet uh now are we yeah, close okay. to the bakery no let's i i, <laughs> I just start sprinting towards the church of salem as well it can't be too far from the castle right hopefully all right right <laughs> the, the church of salem it's not too too far um but you'll take some time getting there but you guys are running down the street um do you want to look for a horse, or are you just going to book it? I want to book it. Unless there's one, like, on the street, available. Uh, no. Like, I'm <laughs> you, not... You do not see an available horse. You see some people riding horses away, uh, but that's that's about it. Like, once you're in the, the streets. So you could potentially take someone's, I guess, but... <laughs> Grand Theft Auto, just, like, <laughs> punch Exactly, yeah. Darian, uh, you guys are running. Something. You guys are running <laughs> through the streets. <laughs> And the rain is coming down even harder now. Uh, Zippy, you've dispelled your call lightning because you're running now. Uh, Darian, are you going to take the steam gem out? Uh, it's getting starting to get hot. Yeah, sorry. I, I would have I started with that as soon as combat was left. I was going to do that sure. next round anyway. All right. Uh, you take out and your sword goes back to normal. Um, you are running and you see the Church of Salem up ahead. And you haven't been here really before, but it's this illustrious cathedral. It's very large and huge stained glass windows and massive doors leading right from the front. 
um, and you see at the top near the bell tower, there's a giant bell with like the symbol of Salem just carved and etched into it all around. Um, but it's huge doors, and you can see one of them's kind of cracked open uh, a bit. Uh, but as you're running towards it, you all kind of look up, no perception check needed, but you see kind of the beginning forming of a tornado is starting to descend. It's like these clouds are bulging down uh, towards the cathedral. Uh, you can't really make out the shape of it uh, or what's up there or what's coming down yet, but you do see some spiky bits kind of piercing through the clouds at weird angles. It looks like a giant cloud worm is coming. Hmm. Um, but you can see it's descending upon the cathedral uh, slowly. Is it in the tornado? Uh, yes, but it's, it's kind of like a bulge. It's not like the clouds are spinning in tornado style, but it's kind of like, you know, the same kind of cone shape is coming down. Okay. Uh, and there's lightning going all around. I say, that looks bad, guys, as I run. <laughs> Keep running! I think we're going to be way over our heads. Keep going! You guys run into the cathedral and there's no one in here, but it's a huge open room with various just pillars like in a line on both sides going up. And there's a huge painting at the far end. Um, and there's like pews and stuff in between, but at the far end of the stage at the back, uh, there is another like door, a stone door behind kind of like a pulpit. But there's also this giant painting of this winged angel uh, man with with two faces and <gasps> and three arms on either side, and it and it's what people perceive Salem as being this like kind of six armed, two faced, uh, winged angel man. It looks human esque. Um, Does it resemble it, at all what Farron turned into? No. Oh. Yeah. Uh, just just in wings alone. Okay. Uh, but but not in arms or anything. Um, but you see, there is Farron in the, in the middle of the the cathedral, and Far- and Turi and Colm at the end, and there's a stone door that's beginning to open. And Turi just yells out at Farron, and he's like, "You can't stop this, Farron." It's over. As soon as he gets in there, no one, not even you or I could enter that room. Um, and she's just like, stop! And you just see, a, like, the a 12 magic missiles coming again and shooting towards Calm. And Turi gets in front and blocks them all. And they're just shooting off to the side. And Turi sees you guys come in. And it's like, boys, stop her! Calm needs to get in here! Are you going to fight? Yeah, I... Draw my bow and take a shot. I have no other yeah, choice. All right, take a shot. Let's do it. Take a shot before we enter initiative. Uh, that's not great. Um, yep. Yeah, nope. That is a eight. <laughs> it misses. <laughs> if I You're can... like, oh, my hands are shaking. How how um, big is the building, Seth? Like like how far is it from us to Tory and Colm? Uh, to Tory and Colm, it's about a hundred feet. Um, to, uh, to, sorry, Farron, it's 50 feet. Okay. If I, if I can still do the kind of like in the surprise round, I'm going to cast darkness at my max range of 60 feet. Okay. Past 
Tori in between. I mean, I mean, not past Tori, past Farron to kind of make a like a like a shield, a visibility shield between Tori Combe and Farron. Okay, you cast that, and kind of like a black sphere appears in front of her, so she can't really see Tori or or Combe at the other end, so it kind of obstructs her vision slightly. Um, and she seems very annoyed. Yes, a pest. That's what I am. So, Zippy, what would you like to do with the surprise round? Um, I, I just, uh, I'll just like mend our wounds, uh, my wounds at least, just in case. Like cure, cure my wounds. Okay. Um, oh, yeah, I only took two damage, but I mean, you never know, right? When it can get close. <laughs> Roll the heal, man, dude. I would wait. I mean, why? Well, I have I have so many first level spells. I can use it as many times. Yeah, I got like I got a six. Okay, um, you get back to full HP. She turns around, seeing the mist arrow fly by and the dark vision appear, and she's just like, "You stop getting in my way!" And she turns to fight you guys. Roll initiative again. Oh, baby. Oh my gosh! Natural one, uh, <laughs> fifteen, uh, eleven. I'm so proud of myself for that black for the darkness. I'm just like sick, man. I just gotta like stand there, okay. like an idiot. So, <laughs> uh, Zippy, you're up first. Uh, you have Farron fifty feet in front of you, and beyond that, there's Turi and Colm, and they're opening this very old-looking door, the old stone door, and it's slowly creaking open. Um, but Turi is trying to help force it open to to get Colm inside for whatever reason. Uh, okay. I use produce flame, and I rolled a hit. That was a uh, fourteen. That does not hit. Darn, my hands are so hot. <laughs> Your hot hands throw a fireball, and it kind of just fizzes out <laughs> and, and misses, uh, unfortunately. Uh, Darian, you're up. Uh, I'm going to uh, run 30 feet uh, towards the door, uh, kind of still t- trying to stay towards the side of the chamber, uh, let's say the right side. Um, and heading up, and then I'm gonna shoot off two arrows. Pew pew. So you're backing up. Like... Well, I'm running towards the stone door. That Turi oh, sorry, the stone up. door. Yeah. Okay. Sure. So across the room, I believe. Yep. All right. And, uh, yeah, that's a natural one. Ooh. On the first one. Okay. Uh. Well. Yeah. That totally hits. <laughs> it's so bad it hits. No, it does not. Okay. Uh, next. But uh, your your since it's a natural one though, it goes flying out and it actually hits Tori's arm. Um, what? And it and he's just like what? And he like breaks it off and throws it out, but it kind of slowed him down from pushing the door open, so that's gonna take a bit longer. Dang it! What? What? Oh no way! All right, yeah. but you technically wouldn't <laughs> see that because of the darkness. You just hear it. Okay, we've recovered though. That's a twenty-four to hit. <laughs> okay, gonna, uh, yeah, sorry, that's, that's well, a I've good shot. A, I've got a planar warrior on that one too. Sweet. That's fifteen damage total. Okay. Um, your arrow strikes true, and right into her left shoulder, she 
like lands on the ground. She's not floating anymore with her wings. And she just pulls it out and glares at you, but snaps the arrow in her hands. Um, now it's her turn. From her robe, she actually reveals a sword, just a standard long sword. Uh, but it looks like it's got some holy energy on it from, from whatever angel junk is going on. Uh, and she flies towards you, Zippy, and is going to slash. What's your AC? Uh, 17. Damn, okay. I didn't even need to ask. Uh, she goes to hit you, and you duck with your helmet, your golden guard helmet, and it bings, and it <laughs> knocks it. It deflects her sword off. Um, and you just see after she like swings, a wave of radiant energy blasts forward from it, missing you as well, uh, and hitting the ceiling. And some rocks come crushing down. I laugh. <laughs> you laugh. Um, Normandy, it is your turn. Okay, I can only run 20 feet, right? Yeah. But she's only 20 feet away from me now because she, she flew 30 feet towards us to yes. get to Zippy. So yeah. I could reach her. Okay, yeah, I'm going to run up to her. And I'm going to flip and hit her with my sword, which feels so unnatural it. to me. <laughs> Roll to hit. All right. Dice, please. Nope. Three plus five. Eight to hit. Okay. I hate this thing. Uh, it's garbage. You go to slash her. And she kind of dodges and moves to the side as your sword just kind of goes by, um, missing. Um, all right. Everybody make a stealth check. Stealth? Stealth check. This is disadvantage, right? Because of our armor? Uh, yes. Does that, uh, yeah, it would be for me too. Now I get a 17. Uh, that's still pretty good for me, though. I got a 7. Uh, 5. Uh, I still got a 16 off of that. You guys are all fighting, and all of a sudden you all stop. And you hear the bell from the top kind of just crack, and a bell kind of lands outside the church, and you can just hear boom! And you see something passing by the stained glass windows on the side it's massive and you can see Tori um just looking out the windows and he's like no 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 no! we gotta open and he's pushing he's trying to push but it, you know it's harder because he got shot in the arrow but <laughs> he's, he's pushing uh open as fast as he can he's like come get on the other side push 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 and they're trying to open this old stone door at the back of the church and this thing is starting to smooth and and kind of go around. And um, you, uh, Darian, all, well, all of you kind of break from battle. And you're like, what is going on? What is going on? And you all have the foresight, obviously, to hide. Um, Darian, you sneakily hide, darting from the to the side as you did. And you get behind a pew. Uh, Zippy and Norman, you, you are running to try and hide behind a pillar, but it's not great. And Farron is trying to, like, fly up into a chandelier and try and hide there because you just sense death coming towards you. 
um, and floating through the window is this shape. It's just like this long tube. It looks like a huge snake. Um, but it's, uh, it's not. <laughs> and through the giant doors at the entrance to the cathedral, they open up and this insect-like face peers through as this large remor has uh, enters in and its pupils are black symbolizing it's a tether and you can just see it has this long it's like a mix of a worm and a centipede kind Ugh. of um, and it has all these spikes riding down its black shell and they have arcs of lightning bolting between the spikes and you see its chest and its underbelly is red with heat you immediately feel heat as it enters into the room um and you can see that it is just going in and further and it's snake-like figures weaving through the room um it looks at you and sees you know uh, what well, doesn't see darian it sees everyone else um but it doesn't seem to care that any of you are in here because its eyes are fixated on Tori. And it lets out this beastly, beastly voice from its face. And it, it just says, Wee. You have broken the divine path. And judgment is here for you. And Turi is like, come, come, get in there! Just get in there, tip the face, and then Salem's done! And then he, Colm uh, is like, got it! And he's pushing open these stone doors. Turi steps away and is facing uh, the beast, this giant Ramor has. Um, and he's like, ah, good to see you, Mir! Uh, see those cult followers still love the storm? Um, uh, so, uh, what are you doing here? And he's like, Oh, please, stupid. I know you're trying to think for yourself. You think the gods will allow that? No more. You will pay. And Tori's just like, No, that's not, that's not at all what I'm doing. And he's like looking back at, um, Comb, who's like slowly pushing and he almost has it um and he's like uh no of course not big guy uh I, I was just checking on the old thing make sure it's intact you know new election gotta make sure the switch is over uh it's clearly not working as smooth talk and you can see its belly is starting to light up with more like heat and flames uh do any of you want to do anything <laughs> You see this giant worm god thing come in, the centipede. Uh, Farron is up above in the rafters and is kind of slowly hopping or flying slowly while back against the ceiling to try and get closer to Calm. Oh, son of a... I want... You're out of initiative now, by the way. I want to... Um... Darian, do you have anything you want to do? Look, man, I don't know if we're ready for a Ramorez. I have no idea what that is. It can't be that bad. Just kidding. Um, it's a, it's a terrifying it? thing, and it, 
it does a lot of damage just even hitting it. Um, ooh. Uh, hold on. Give me a minute. I need to think about this. If some, <laughs> someone wants to sacrifice the character, now would be the moment. <laughs> no, I know. Oh, I know do, what I can do. Do the noble thing. Okay, yeah, there's, there is something I can do. Um, I cast... DM, I cast Dissonant Whispers. On? I whisper on Farron. I whisper a discordant melody that only one creature of your choice within range can hear, racking it with terrible pain. That target must make a wisdom saving throw. On a failed save, it takes 3d6 psychic damage and must immediately use its reaction if available to move as far as its speed allows away from you. The creature does... The creature doesn't move into an obviously dangerous ground, such as a fire or a pit. On a successful save, it takes half as much damage and doesn't have to move away. Uh, and the range in that is 60 feet, right? Okay, yeah, that should work. Yeah. Um, so I start, I start whispering, You are never destined to become queen. No one would ever follow you. You cannot be successful in this venture. She's going to roll a wisdom save? Yeah. She, 15. Su- she succeeds. Ugh. 100%. Okay, well, she's still racked in awful, terrible yep. pain. And so, 3d6. One. Four. Five. Ten. Five. She gets hit, but it doesn't seem to phase her too much. Uh, she knows it was you, but uh, she still is making her way along the ceiling. Turi is still kind of trying to say uh, some smooth talk to, to Mir, the god of storms. And Mir just says, Poor enough talk. I did not come here to speak or debate. I came here to kill you and remove your feather. And then you see the arcs on its back are starting to produce. And Tori's just like, uh, how about no! And he throws a margarita glass at its face that he produced. And it just cracks. <laughs> and he's like, What? And he's just trying to distract it. And Colm behind him is just like, I got it open! And he's like, Good! Run! And Colm darts into this room. And um, it's a long hallway, as you can see, through the stone door. And at the very end, you can see kind of just like a pool of water. And there's just a a, a, a stand with a, a vase on it. Just a normal vase that seems to be holding whatever. Um, and it has the symbol of Salem all around it. Uh, but Calm is running to it. And Farron flies down and tries to chase <sighs> after him. But when he she runs and flies right into the doorway it's like a bird flying into a window and it's she can't get in uh for whatever reason she cannot enter this room it's like an invisible force field is stopping her from actually physically entering there and tori is like yes 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 and uh mir swims down knocks tori to the side with one of its legs and tori goes flying and slams into a pillar and he just looks and he's like, Not so fast, boy! 
and a lightning bolt arc. It's it's like the lightning bolts on its back spines form into kind of like a lightning crossbow, and a bolt appears, and it shoots and it breaks through the the stone wall entrance and goes through. And Colm is right at the vase, and he reaches, and it strikes him in the back, but. Zippy right. put protection <laughs> against energy on him. Oh my gosh. Specifically for yes. lightning. Ah. <laughs> this, this kid's gonna gonna remember me. <laughs> and, and that's that's specific protection against lightning. And he said it. Man, the foresight on I'm Zippy. I'm sure I just woke up my whole family. Strikes him in the back and he screams in pain and still takes a ton of damage but not enough to kill him. And he goes over and he knocks the vase to the floor and it shatters in the pool. And you just hear Mira be like, no, no. And Farron is just like, she wants Comb dead. And Turi just smiles. And in the entrance from the stone doorways into the hallway that Colm ran down, you can see it's kind of rippling from when he pushed the vase over. Uh, But then you see it just disperse. Like whatever magic was not keeping people in was gone as soon as that vase smashed. Turi sees this opportunity and starts running towards the door. He darts next to Mir's face and blasts him with a wave of bliss, which makes him laugh and swirl around and smash into some pillars for a second as he tries to knock off this mild charm effect. Uh, He also shoots another wave of bliss at Farron just to keep her occupied, and she kind of smiles and laughs and falls to her knees. And Turi runs down the hallway towards Colm, who's kind of on his knees in the pool of water, still recovering from the lightning bolt that just shocked through his system. And Tori grabs him by the back of his shirt and throws him out of the pool. And then he just stands there in the pool alone. And you just see the waters start to ripple. And they start to glow. And Tori just stands there and you see Turi's starting to change. Turi's starting to grow bigger and stronger. You can sense the power coming from that room. And you just hear Turi say, Ho ho boy! Now this is more like it. And that's where we're going to end the episode. <laughs>